and welcome to the Sanam S4 SDG podcast series. At Sanam S4, we strongly support the march towards achieving the SDGs by 2030. Given our close working relationships with the government, corporates, not-for-profits and universities over the last decade, we recognize that they can serve as critical agents to achieving the SDGs, especially within India. This podcast is an endeavor to bring together the great minds that are contributing to the global march in their own unique way. Hello everyone and welcome to the Sanam S4 SDG podcast series season 2. I'm your host Rahul Rajput. At Sanam S4 we recognize that the youth are the change makers and inheritors of this planet. Therefore it is necessary to empower and educate them about the SDGs. In line with this aim, Sanam S4 is hosting a virtual 2-day SDG conclave in October to bring together students, universities, non-profits and industry leaders. Sanam Sport is also hosting a changemakers competition to provide a platform for youth leaders and innovators from across India to demonstrate their solutions to India's pressing developmental challenges. Students from across India have already registered for this competition. Season 2 of our podcast series is focused on highlighting the youth changemakers of India who are taking the country a step closer to achieving the SDGs. Our guest today is Mr. Tivi Selvan from Tamil Nadu, founder of Regino, a company that manufactures biodegradable bags to combat the immense problem of single-use plastic pollution. Tivi and his team have managed to create carry bags out of vegetable starch and several other natural products that can sustainably and effectively replace single-use plastic carry bags. Today we will be talking to Tibi about his inspiring journey in becoming a change maker. Tibi, it is great to have you on this podcast. I would like to start by Thank asking Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. You know, my first question is I would like to start by asking you to you know just inform our audience how your journey started and what drove you to tackle the problem of plastic pollution. Sure. So right before I came back to India, I was studying and working in America. So I studied in a university called University of Massachusetts. which is one of the best universities in the world for uh, polymer engineering so i say i came across similar technology which is uh, plastics or plastic formed uh, materials made from uh, plant based sources so i got an idea from that to bring that uh, technology to india which is like which is the journey started that's amazing you know that's so cool so what was the innovation process to come up with these bags like you know what how much trial and error did it involve you know do you have like you know other prototypes that you thought could be feasible sure so as far as the product goes we are still in continuous development we are still trying to improve the product and then it was like a month ago so there was lots of trial and error involved so initially there are similar technologies like this throughout the world So we're not, I'm not going to say we're the first people who brought something like this to the country. There are similar technologies throughout the world. We just adapted it, adapted the materials and the characteristics to suit Indian market, especially the cost. Yeah, that's so that's, we had to go through a bunch of trial and errors to see what material we can use as substitute for a different material to bring out the right product, which goes through the regulation as well as comes out with a good cost factor. Okay, so you know that's always a challenge with the Indian market. It's huge, like the potential is enormous, but it is also like price sensitive. Definitely. So, yeah. So in your current line of products, so could you like uh, please tell us what raw materials and steps are involved in creating the bags, just on a brief level? Sure. So we source industrial grade starch from starch manufacturers. So the starch manufacturers they buy their uh, vegetables mainly. We use mainly tapioca. So they buy tapioca from the farmers, and then they separate it as industrial grade starch and food grade starch. 
food grade starch is then sent to processing for food grade materials and then the industrial grade starch is used by us and industries like us it's also used in the paint industry it's also used in the adhesive industry and so on so we take this starch and we do a bunch of modifications on the starch we then convert the starch into pellets okay yeah yeah you know recently i was reading in a news article like uh, off the coast of sri lanka just a few days ago so we convert that starch into pellets and then the pellets we further convert into rolls which is then printed and cut as per customer requirements okay so it's a it's a customizable design that you offer to your customers definitely yes okay. so we can make we can basically make any size any shape any thickness any print just like however you can do with plastic okay so that's interesting you mentioned tapioca so tapioca is pretty wide you know widely consumed in kerala right yes so india is like one of the top 3 producers of tapioca in the world that's pretty smart you know tapping into that existing vast resource so my next question Definitely. to you would be is currently what is the scale of your operations and where do you guys like you know operate and where are your products being used in india definitely so we can currently manufacture close to 10 lakh pieces of bags a month we take an average size we wow, are currently a... manufacturing it out of tirupur tamil nadu okay that's a big number i'm sorry because the primary yes uh, primary customers are based on tirupur so we are not we are focusing mainly on packaging garments currently so initially we used to be doing lots of secondary packaging like carry bags retail store bags and stuff and we decided that that market is it's better not to have any disposable packaging in the market at all people can always carry reusable bags and i think that's a better solution for the planet as well as the environment so we decided to get into primary packaging and we started focusing mainly on garment packaging and since tirupur is one of the largest garment manufacturers in the world we thought this would be the perfect market for us and we brought our manufacturing setup here and we established ourselves here okay that's that's incredible i like you mentioned reusable bags there's also like a huge precedent for that like several people are shifting towards cotton and jute bags nowadays and i think that's a better solution also more than having disposable bag at the hands of consumers they can it's better for them to carry bags and reuse them absolutely i mean we have like you know as humans we have used reusable items to carry our you know things for so long it's only very recently that we started using disposable bags yes okay so but for the industrial sector some primary packaging is must because it goes yeah. through lots of uh, transit goes through logistics goes through warehouses and ends up in retail stores so it goes through lots of shipping transitions so they definitely need a packaging to keep their products safe and intact so we better feel that our products are better yeah absolutely okay so what were the key challenges you faced in starting regino and manufacturing your products initially it was regulations it was a government uh, certification that i had to get done it was the testing that i had to get done so that took me a while to it was a huge learning curve for me because when i started there's not there's not a started almost 3 years back and there wasn't very good information on the online so i had to go to every single government department especially the pollution control board and they were unaware of this product they didn't know that something like this even existed so wow. to bring them into the loop and try to get like certificates and done for this well, it took me a while it took me almost a year or year and a half just to get the certifications and all the clearances right so i think that was a big hurdle i had to face that's a lot of effort So what was the response when you first started approaching your customers or you know the vendors you know how did they respond so, to this uh, type product I was very lucky when I started out so I had Coimbatore Corporation in Tamil Nadu was they were trying to do a similar initiative they were trying to recommend suggest people to move away from plastic and they were trying to suggest alternatives so I came across 
that initiative and I tried to join them and they helped me launch. So they gave a press conference and they spoke about our bags and they introduced it to all of the media, which helped me get a really good jumpstart when I started this out initially. So that helped me, that propelled me into creating awareness to more people in a shorter time. Media outlet called Dinamalar in, in Tamil Nadu, which is a Tamil newspaper outlet. So they made a video and they circulated it on, on Facebook, I think. It had like a couple million views. Wow. So that helped us propel, it propelled us substantially. That's amazing, you know, what some support can do. And Definitely. Yeah. So has yeah, do you feel like, you know, just the overall awareness situation regarding customers about, you know, the benefits of such bags is better now, like since compared to when you started? Definitely. It's, it's improved substantially, especially because many of the states are beginning to ban plastic and people are looking for alternatives and they come across products like ours. They inform other people. It's mostly word of mouth that happens when they look for all these alternatives. But it is definitely much better than, than it was three years back. Yes. So has COVID-19 impacted the way Regina works or like impacted perhaps customers in any way? So like I said, previous to the COVID-19, we used to concentrate only on these secondary carry bags. And then during the COVID lockdown only, we decided to get into primary packaging. So it was a big uh, revelation for us. We did more uh, in-depth market research. And then we figured out that especially carry bags and secondary packaging can be placed with other alternatives which are more sustainable, which is when we decided to go into these products. And then we completely closed out all our old accounts and we started fresh from the COVID lockdown last year. All the customers we have right now and we got right now, they started from the COVID of last year after the lockdown. Wow, that's really, you know, that's quite surprising actually, in fact, you know, to Yeah, we almost we started again. from scratch, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you know, always pivoting is always hard. So what are your, like, future plans you know what is the what is the scale of the problem do you see to be addressed you know what is the sort of market you foresee for Regino um so we definitely want to scale up and i think the best way to do that is not just us manufacturing the bags but by empowering other people to manufacture these bags as well so since the lockdown last year we've been able to convert three people who used to manufacture plastic into manufacture use our material in their existing machinery and manufacture these bags. We want to grow in this way. We want to scale up substantially using the existing plastic bag manufacturing network and use the existing equipment and machinery to replace their material with our material and grow in volumes that way. Oh, that, that's that's great to hear. You know, I'd like to wish you all the best for your future expansion and hope that, you know, this, this really catches on super fast. You know, this problem is only going to compound itself, problem of plastic waste. Definitely. So, yeah. and so as the usage uh, grows, the usage of all of these will also substantially increase, right? As absolutely. the population grows. Absolutely. I mean, as, as the e commerce grows also. Yeah, we're still, you know, growing as a consumer economy. You know, we still have nowhere near reached the peak. So that brings me on to my next question. What do you think are the biggest obstacles to end this, you know, incessant problem of plastic and in general, the pollution caused by, you know, all different forms of plastic. I mean, of course, some are unavoidable, but, you know, we should, like, what do you think are some steps we can take to minimize this problem effectively? So, first, me personally, I don't think plastic is the problem. Plastic is actually a very good material that if used properly is a solution to so many problems that we have. But the problem that I have or I think we have is our usage with plastic. It's how we use it. Our disposable method is not very efficient. Our regulations on manufacturing is not very efficient. So if we improve all of those, that itself we can control all this plastic waste and pollution created from plastic. And I think the best the best step forward would be from the government side. Only they can do only they can regulate how this is manufactured, how this is sold, how this is recovered, how this is reused. So I think the best step forward is for the government to address this problem. Only they can impact it significantly. 
that's a very interesting perspective so just as a follow up do you like know any like do you know of any interesting new technologies that might be coming up to you know effectively decompose plastic or break it down into you know harmless substances do you have your eyes or ears on anything like that i've been reading on a few companies in europe and the uk so they've been able to create bacteria that eats up existing plastic but i don't think they are commercial yet i think it's all in product development stage they're all still in the prototyping in the lab i think if those kind of technologies come out and are able to decompose or convert all this plastic waste that'll be a huge win for the environment yeah that sounds so promising is to hoping that they actually succeed yeah so towards the what i want to ask next is so many people you know think of problems you know like you know the inter ideation phase you know we all know what problems are local environment faces you know we may even discuss solutions but few people are actually able to take that next step to solve those problems so what motivated you to take that next step like from thinking from realizing that there's this problem to thinking that this is probably a potential solution to actually doing it so i've always wanted to start my own business and so my family was i'm not a first generation entrepreneur my father was he was in the textile business so i've always wanted to be an entrepreneur but i didn't want to get into the textile business i wasn't very interested in the fashion industry at that time okay so that which is why i went to study in america and see if i have other options to explore what is what other things might be there to get more exposure so i always wanted to start a company and then i especially got into the social entrepreneurship space is because that's what i think has proper social impact See, anybody can start a company anybody can do any business in india india is that kind of a market but if you're doing something that actually has a social impact then you're actually making a difference which is why i got into this space and i did definitely decide to start this company in this space okay so just one of my final questions what do you think are the biggest hurdles for a young person you know currently sitting in the school their class their home thinking that these are some problems we have to solve you know what advice would you have for our young budding change makers to take that next step to actually deliver on what they're thinking you know to bring into action their ideas so young people have to take risks this is the only time they can take risks because once they become a full grown once they become adults and they start getting married and they start having kids then their response their perspective on responsibility changes right so i think this is this when only when they're young they can they, they won't have as many responsibilities as a 30 year old who's married and with kids right so they will have to take these risks mainly because they can only they can funding is not an issue there are many people who are there are many organizations people investors who are ready to fund really good ideas who are ready to you know mentor young people with good ideas so that is not a hurdle i think the main hurdle is just people getting out of their comfort zone and pursuing their dreams in the space i absolutely agree with you and on that positive note i would like to thank you sivi for joining us on this podcast and sharing your journey with all of us And on behalf of Sanamis Four, I would like to wish you and your entire team all the best for the future and as well as safe times in this pandemic. Thank you very much.